Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Today we have a crazy entitled parent story about a parent that stole from their kid. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, really just want to rant. Passive parents make Thanksgiving miserable. In my family, Thanksgiving has always been my brother and I, along with mom and dad, my parents slash paternal grandparents, aunt, uncle, cousin, another aunt and uncle, and two very close family friends. Pretty much family. My family has always been very close. About two months ago or so, my grandfather passed away after a long battle with dementia and kidney issues. Needless to say, my family was heartbroken and was just trying to process all of it. My grandmother and my father are still trying to process it. So, fast forward to this Thanksgiving, mostly the same crowd coming over to our place, except this time around, we had my cousin, his wife, their two kids, and my cousin's parents come over. We always welcome extended family that we don't get to see a lot. However, disaster quickly struck. The kids were among the most undisciplined we had ever seen, running all over the house, jumping on furniture, etc., just being totally out of control. At one point, my father talks to the girl and tells her to stop climbing up on our porch railing because it could break and she could fall the 20 feet or so to the ground and hurt herself. My parents live on a mountain. The girl then proceeded to talk back with an attitude to my dad, basically refusing to stop and telling him that it won't break. So you think the parents would be involved with disciplining their child? It was the total opposite. They were completely passive, just sitting there, not even acknowledging their kids in any way. They let them do whatever with minimal consequences. Finally, they leave for two hours or so to get some stuff for their kids from the store. They would be spending the night with my cousin's parents. When they leave, his parents do a little bit of a better job but still very hands off. Basically, put the kids in my dad's movie room alone and turned on the TV and left them down there for like 20 minutes at a time. Because of this, my older brother and his girlfriend took care of the kids begrudgingly and despised it. My dad was having to keep a constant eye on them to make sure they didn't break anything. They finally leave and we were exhausted and just frustrated. My mom's parents, who watch these kids all the time, couldn't believe the behavior and lack of discipline from the parents. My dad was super upset. Today, my dad said, I didn't even get a chance to process our first Thanksgiving without my dad. That really just made my heart hurt. Please discipline your kids. I don't know what it is, but it seems like there's a lot of parents who, when bringing their kids to these get-togethers, seem to treat it as if they're going to get like a day off or that they can pawn them off on somebody else to watch. I mean, I've read countless stories where somebody that goes to these events regularly around family, for some reason, becomes the dedicated babysitter, where they just expect this one person to sacrifice their holiday every time watching everybody else's kids, and they're the ones at fault if something goes wrong with said kids. I mean, I get wanting to take a break sometimes from having to be a parent 24-7, but it's kind of what you signed up for, is it not? Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy these stories of entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, Mother lied about having chemo whilst my girlfriend is currently undergoing chemotherapy. I'm 24-year-old female. 
My mother has lied or exaggerated physical and mental illnesses in the past, and I believe it to be some kind of welfare scheme. It seems like every month or so, she has a new deadly disease and plays it out for sympathy, then it will miraculously disappear and she'll never mention it again until another disease takes its place. She's also done other things like taking a loan in my name and hiding my mail from me to cover it up, and she used to occasionally give me her own prescribed anxiety drugs to help me calm down when I was going through a depressive state as a teen. They were very strong and would send me to sleep quite quickly. There are other things too, but we don't have all day. So all of this has created a distance in our relationship. However, I never called her out on her bull because she would play the victim and guilt trip me and try to turn the rest of my family against me. So it seemed easier just to play pretend and keep a distance. Well, this was the final straw. My girlfriend was diagnosed with cancer and has been receiving treatment for around two months now. It's been crap to be honest. Now, out of the blue, my mother must have felt like the spotlight wasn't on her and now has lupus. She told my older brother that she needs to have chemo tablets to cure it. Today, I called her out on this and said that I felt very disrespected that she would lie about this considering what my girlfriend is going through. She stated that what she said to my brothers was taken out of context and she meant that there's a similar drug, in a very low dose, in the medication she needs to take and what's in chemo. Even though her exact wording was, I need to go on chemo tablets, but yeah, okay. She also said she felt hurt that we were gossiping about this amongst ourselves and that she never told me directly anyway, so why should I be hurt by it? She then proceeded to tell me that I have destroyed her and that she is in tears for even bringing this up. I replied, I don't care. I'm tired of this and stated that our relationship is now beyond mending. Officially done. P.S. My older brother seems to be on my side and has shown support. My younger brother seems to play into her bowl a lot and would rather not get involved in the drama. He sees me calling her out as a hassle because now he has to deal with her crying and blowing up his phone. Not my problem though. My parents are divorced so I don't think my dad knows. My dad's a good guy though so I'm happy to still have him around. Somebody suggested in the comments a beautiful way to prove them absolutely wrong and that is insist that you will take them to their next doctor's appointment. If they're undergoing this, you want to be there for them and you'll take them firsthand. See how quickly they come up with a whole bunch of excuses or rescheduled appointments or something. Or even worse, they miraculously got better. Our next story is, y'all, I just want to get this one off my chest. So I'm going to start from the beginning of this whole mess. I was a sophomore in high school. Mom had found her ex and brought him home. No problem. He's in his 40s, big and strong but heavyweight as he was a heavyweight wrestler like worldwide entertainment type deal. He was nice in the beginning and I was at the time bi. I was dating a toxic girl but I'm not talking about her thankfully. I had one slip up on chores that year and he tackled me to the ground as I was bringing my Xbox controller to my mother. I told my mother to call the cops but nothing was done since I tried defending myself. I thought it was because my mother was scared for my life. My junior year comes up quickly and this is where I got more transphobic things from this guy and my mother defends him. He kept saying that me, a trans woman sitting next to him makes him uncomfortable, that I can't sit near him. So basically I was stuck in my room the whole time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. I couldn't even be myself, as I'm also an ABDL. It got so bad that when I turned 18 and my mother only let me wear skirts and dresses, after they had burned my skirts and dresses, mind you, I had to go to Toxic Stepmom and block my bio mom. This came in my senior year. I got back in contact with them after my graduation and their wedding. I know mom is still with that toxic man. The only reason why my mom isn't getting anything done is because of his anger issues. If he gets that angry, maybe he needs to go to therapy. When I turned 19, I found my soulmate. He's a trans male, wears glasses like the cutie he is. We became a package deal. It was that way once I got him down to live with me. Yes, I was living broke as heck, but that was no issue. The first time we fell under hard times was the day after he arrived. Mom wouldn't let him live with me in my room. Understandably so. The second time, they overstressed him, causing a seizure. His seizures are linked under two categories, blood sugar and stress. I had to rush to the emergency room to be with him for it all. I rushed so hard that I only brought his glasses and his phone, left my phone on the kitchen table. While I was at work, stepdad told my fiancé behind my back that if I wear skirts around him, he would burn them on me. I felt like I was unsafe. I should have called the cops for a threat like that. Sometimes the cops are good, other times they're not. There are many stories that turn out bad. It's funny that we only hear the bad but never the good. I'm gonna wrap this up by saying that we are safe. My fiancé got in touch with their big brother. He's a weirdo but he considers me his little sister. I'm happy to have met them and he's helping us plan our wedding. Sorry if this seems like a sad story but it has a great ending. I mean, I'm just glad for OP's sake that they're living in a place now where they're not living with somebody that's hostile towards them, that threatens them, makes them feel unsafe, and hopefully it can stay that way for OP going forward. Our next story is, Entitled Mother is suing me for custody of my daughter. 
I, 22-year-old female, cut off contact with my mother before Halloween. The reason was she was trying to force me to have my abuser in my life. Her husband essayed me from the ages of 13 to 15 and arred me at 15. I cut her off after she made a fuss about him not being invited to any of my events or my home. I had enough of her disrespecting me and my boundaries. I haven't talked to her for almost two months. Two months ago, I went no contact. I found out she was suing for sole custody. I checked my mailbox last week on Tuesday the 14th, and I've been served with those papers. I couldn't believe what I saw. I was flabbergasted. I'm freaking out because I don't know what to do. I brought this to my older sister's attention, my sister from my father's side of the family. She said that she would pay for my lawyer and any legal expenses. I've blocked my mother on all social media. I've had cousins screenshot her posts and send them to me. She's telling her Facebook friends that I'm trafficking drugs in my house, that I'm drunk 24-7, that I'm back using, which I've been sober for four years, I'm clean as a whistle, she posted that I'm selling myself, she's telling all kinds of lies. She even said on her Facebook, and I quote, It's not fair that she won't let me see my granddaughter, and it's not fair that she would let my husband see her granddaughter. I'm her mother, I should have rights to see her baby. Like, the entitlement. How would you handle this? I mean, I would just fight it out through and through. It's kind of crazy to me that you would ever have to actually go to court over this, but if they want to go all the way there, you just comply with them, put a smile on, and give them all the proof they need to show that you are a more than capable parent for that child. This next story is, my dad felt like he needed to have access info about me, so I made sure he knew he wasn't entitled to that information. A little background, when my brother and I were 4 and 5, he threw us and our mom out on Christmas after I told my mom about spending time at his girlfriend's house, and she followed up and realized it was true. When I was 7, he disappeared altogether because his girlfriend didn't like my brother and I, and he didn't like paying child support. He came back when we were 12 and 13. He took my mom to court where he asked for visitation rights. We soon found out it was because his new girlfriend had a kid and she wanted visitation so that his child support would go down or ideally go away. After having to spend time with him, I learned that although he has this weird hatred for people he considers rich, he himself wants to be a millionaire. When I was 17, I was done with having to deal with him and I was also pretty mad that my mom agreed to sending us to visitations when it was very clear I wanted no part of it and the judge would give her the option to stop them. The icing on the cake was when I was using my mom's phone one day to get some info and saw my dad texting her. I opened their messages and I saw that he was asking her for school pics of my brother and I and he was asking her why I was so stubborn about letting him into my life or letting him know anything about me. She told him to ask me herself and agreed to send him pics but not to have them anywhere I could see them because I was pretty scary when I was mad. I called them and ended visitations for myself. My brother was 16 and not as opinionated as me. As we got older, my brother stayed in touch with him despite constantly telling me how he's a pathetic loser, his life is sad, he's a waste of time, etc. But I made sure to never let him have any contact with me at all. He would occasionally ask my brother for updates about me. I made sure my brother had down to tell him either, if you want to know anything, ask yourself, or that's classified information and you don't have the security clearance to access that knowledge. Dad would then get angry and say something like, I'm your guys' father and you need to respect me, and if I ask to know anything, I expect to be told what I want to know. There was one instance in particular where my dad and half-brother were messaging my brother back to back, and it was kind of odd. 
They both asked about me and my brother told our half-brother he can always text me directly to ask me anything. He never did. My dad was persistent on my brother giving him any info on me at all. I told my brother that if he wanted to know what city I moved to so badly and what I was doing, to tell him a city kinda close to me but still a ways away that's home to a few celebrities, and that I work a job to support my ability to live there. Knowing that my dad hates rich people and that he would look up the city, I knew this was a surefire way to get him to stop. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Up asking anything about me. My brother told him, and surely he reacted as predicted angry, bitter, and jealous, and even uninvited my brother from the weekly dinners they'd apparently been having. I did see my dad at my grandma's, mom's mom, funeral two years ago because she wanted him there as one of her last wishes, and both my mom and brother warned him not to try to talk to me. He listened to their warning, but ever since then, my dad has occasionally thrown out that he has baby pics of mine that were thought to have been destroyed when he threw us out. We weren't allowed to take more than what fit into one backpack each. My brother would ask for them and now my dad responds to him, you'll be allowed one bad quality picture for every time your brother apologizes to me for shutting me out. One good quality picture for every 10 minutes your brother spends on the phone explaining to me why he felt like he needs to treat me the way he does and one small album of exact copies you will have to pay to make if your brother agrees to meet with me in person apologized to me for his disrespect and tells me how to stay in contact with him because I should be allowed that access. When my brother told my mom and I in a group chat, my mom replied, I don't need baby pictures that bad, the memories are good enough. And I said, dang, sucks you guys won't get to see me as a baby. It's been a little while now since my brother mentioned anything to me, but I know they talk since my mom told me recently that my dad texted my brother on my birthday to wish him a happy birthday. My brother's birthday is three days before mine, and my dad has never tried to remember how old we are or what days our birthdays are. At one point, we praised him for getting the week right. Can I just say, there's an absolute high level of respect for me to the brother for being able to respect OP like that? For being able to face all these people that wanted things from OP and saying to them, if you want that, talk to them yourself. I feel like there's a lot of people in that situation that would inevitably cave after some long stretch of time or just mindlessly say something that they probably shouldn't have. Our next story is, my mom stole from me. Hello, I'm 21, female to male. I'm really ticked off at my entitled mother. For context, when I was 16, 2018, I was pregnant with a SA baby. I was in an abusive relationship with a guy. I had just been abandoned by my family, adoptive, and my adoptive mom had just died a week before. I was being threatened by the state that I'd go into the system because I was a minor. I decided I would live with my mom, who we'll call Chris. Chris lost her parental rights when I was four years old for child abuse, her and my father. She claimed that she had to do it because if she didn't, my father would end her. 
She says she doesn't care about him, but yet she makes every possible instance whenever she sees them to flip him off and make him feel crappy. Chris has also put me in between her petty drama with my stepsister and my stepdad. She would make me text her on her behalf to tell her to leave her alone, but then Chris would go and bother her more and more and more, and then put me in the middle of it. Eventually, my stepdad got tired of it, and while I was living with them, he left. I watched her punch a hole into the wall, sweet-talk the maintenance dude in order to get it fixed for free, and then down an entire small bottle of expired vodka. She has never had her crap together, even though she likes to pretend she does. Now that you have contacts, let's move and flash forward to November 16th. I had texted my mom about if she had liked the Walking Dead games, or Walking Dead at all. Comments on how she doesn't really like the Walking Dead, but then she diverts the conversation into talking about my PlayStation. She said that it's been in the house, that she would sell it for money, and then give the money to me. I told her I didn't want her to sell it, and I would rather her mail it to me so I could have my PlayStation back. She then tells me that wouldn't be possible because it would cost too much money for her. She then tells me that she had to trade, sell, basically, most of my games that I paid for, for a new controller for the PlayStation. I told her she had no right to do that because it was my stuff. She then complains about how I left the PlayStation there when I didn't. My worker was supposed to grab all of my things after I was put into placement. The PlayStation was the only thing that wasn't there. I gave up arguing with her and told her fine, whatever, I'll let her sell me the PlayStation for $200. She said that it would take until the next Friday, after the Friday coming up, for her to pay me, so I said okay and I waited. When that Friday came up and I asked her to pay me, she only paid me $50 and said she has a special account that she has to wait 3 days for the money to register. So I decided to wait again. Today I asked her if she would pay me my $200 because it had been 3 weeks. It's the end of November and she was supposed to have paid me now. She then tells me that, yet again, she can't do it. So I tell her that she was supposed to have paid me already. She goes on a long-winded rant about how the PlayStation has been there since 2018, so it's technically hers now, when that's not true. She then brings up how I didn't leave so gracefully when I got kicked out. She's the one that kicked me out. Also, with everything that I was going through at the time, there was no way that I was going to be Prince Perfect for her. I told her how that was petty to bring that up, and that I was 16 going through a lot at the time. I tell her that she's acting immature, that this whole situation started because she decided that she was entitled to my things just because I wasn't there. She then tells me that I have no right to talk to her like that, when really the only thing I'm doing at this point is trying to hold her accountable for her actions. She didn't even apologize for selling my crap. She didn't tell me tough luck and that she's not sending me the money, that she's not going to talk to me until she's not mad at me anymore as well. This woman is 43 years old. I'm only 21 and yet I have a better moral compass than she does. Plus, I have screenshots of when she agreed to sell my PlayStation and then give me the money for it. By her not giving me the money, she's ultimately stealing from me. I have a mentor from when I was in placement who's studying law and has been for a minute now. Any advice would be recommended and appreciated. How can I get my money? Can I charge her for theft? This is ridiculous. I can't believe I'm actually typing this out. I'll never understand how she could think that, just because I'm not there, she has a right to my things, and then lie and say she'll give me money for it, but when I tell her that her actions were immature and bullcrap, she wants to backtrack and be like, never mind, I'm not going to give you crap. A good parent would have held on to their kid's things until their kid got in contact with them to give it back. 
100%. She probably already pawned that thing off well before she even mentioned giving you the $200 for it, and probably never ever intended on actually doing anything fair for you. I think you probably could do some kind of small claims court type thing. I think they would be willing to recognize texts as legitimate exchanges and whatnot. But when it comes to a matter of $150, you're probably going to spend about that much, if not more, just on legal and filing fees, let alone the time invested. This next story is, Entitled Parent Says I Don't Spend Enough Money on Her Son. For some background, Entitled Parent is my boyfriend's mother. I, 18-year-old non-binary, have been dating my 17-year-old male boyfriend for several months at this point. I'm in college and have a minimum wage job, so I have some money but not a lot. My boyfriend also has a minimum wage job, but he doesn't get much hours as he's still in high school. Throughout the months I've dated my boyfriend, I've paid for both of us 95% of the time. This includes taking him to semi-formal sit-down restaurants that were several hundred dollars a bill, paying for food, paying for tickets to places, etc. I've spent over $800 on him at this point. If you're asking why my boyfriend hasn't spent as much, it's because about 50% of his check is taken away to pay for bills by Entitled Parent. Entitled Parent also won't let him spend any money because he's saving up for something. I get invited to go to a high school dance, not prom, with boyfriend, and I buy a dress for about $70 as my parents offer to pay for my dress. I usually wear suits to events, but something about boyfriend's family told me it would be safer to wear a dress. Boyfriend asks for a picture of dress to match tie with, This is when Entitled Parent comes in. She has my number, so she texts me and asks if I'm seriously wearing that dress to her son's special dance. She then proceeds to guilt trip me and call me cheap for wanting to wear this dress to her son's special day, saying that he's going all out for it and that I shouldn't cheap him out. She texts me for hours at end, trying to convince me to buy a new dress. She sends me a link to a dress on Facebook Marketplace for $300, which, to be honest, is prom dress prices, to which I decide I'm just going to wear one of my old prom dresses, as at this point that's what she's wanting me to wear. So now my parents are annoyed with me for not wearing what they bought, but it's okay. Then comes the dance. Boyfriend shows up wearing a $20 at best collared black shirt and his work pants. No corsage, etc. No fault to him, but at this point, I'm annoyed that I was expected to wear a really expensive dress by Entitled Parent and was guilt-tripped for attempting to wear something that wasn't up to Entitled Parent's standards, but he gets to show up in an outfit from Walmart. Fast forward a month, I've continued to pay for everything when we go out. Then one night, my boyfriend says over a video call that Entitled Parent thinks I should spend more time on him and that Entitled Parent thinks that the money situation is uneven, saying that my boyfriend is paid for most things, of which is not true, as I have the bank account history to prove it. Then comes boyfriend's birthday. Me and boyfriend decide we should do something new, and we decide to do something low-key, like go to a local park and have a picnic or something along those lines. Entitled Parent then shuts down this idea to my boyfriend, saying that it's her son's birthday and I should spoil him, and that having a picnic is an excuse to not spend money on her son. Boyfriend is then not able to spend time with me, as none of the ideas that we come up with are good enough for Entitled Parent, meaning that the ideas didn't involve me spending significant money on boyfriend on top of getting him a gift. Entitled Parent then proceeds to frame it as my fault 
that he wasn't able to spend time with me on his birthday, of which my boyfriend was devastated and was crying the entire day due to. Entitled parent then proceeds to ask my boyfriend to tell me to apologize to her for ruining her son's birthday. I can't stand up to her, as Entitled Parent is so overbearing and yells at retail and other minimum wage workers to get her way. I refuse to apologize, as truly she caused the issue in the first place. And I've already dug my bank account into the ground paying for my boyfriend all the time, and it's ridiculous to complain and try to say that I don't spoil him enough. My parents are also upset and want to have a word with Entitled Parent over this whole situation. I'm kind of scared to post this but I don't think Entitled Parent even knows what Reddit is. I just hope that if OP stays with their partner in the years going forward, that they're able to help them actually isolate themselves from this sheer helicopter control and be their own person. Because otherwise, this is how you end up being 35, still living with your parent and living under their control. This person is not being allowed their own autonomy and control. I feel like once they reach adulthood, if there's a chance for them to do anything on their own, they're probably going to be so stunted and fearful of trying to make their own decisions. Our next story is, you will have the pet you are allergic to. So here's some context. I'm near 16, and for my whole 15 and a half years, I've been allergic to dogs. Meanwhile, my mom asks me, can you stay in your room? All because she wanted a dog, even though I'm allergic to them. I asked, why? She said, because I want to get a dog. I, obviously not okay with this, said no, and she was furious. So she said, maybe you wouldn't be allergic to dogs if you stopped hanging out with cats. Yes, she actually said that. My mom eventually got the dog either way. I've been sick for two weeks now and it hasn't gotten better. She doesn't care. Not at all. I've been staying in my room with Momo, my cat, and ordering food. I only go out to get food or go to the bathroom. Unlike my mom, my dad cares about me. I go over there most of the time and he's got no dogs or cats. Just a turtle. I went to the doctor to see if I had the flu or something, and thankfully I don't. Just allergies acting up. See you guys later. Honestly, I would hope that OP could find a way to stay more at their dad's long term, and I feel like if it even has to go to some kind of custody deal, OP being almost 16 years old, saying they don't want to stay with their mom and advocating for their allergies' sake, I feel like that would be a very legitimate thing for them to reason that the father should get most if not all custody. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Entitled Parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.